are just minutes away from the Calgary Stampeders and the Hamilton Tiger Cats here on Canadian Football Hall of Fame weekend. A special weekend here, but we're going to talk to the enemy. We're speaking to the enemy here. It's me, Clint Bubba O'Neill, along with Andy Fantuz, and we bring in the longtime voice of the Stampeders, Mark Stevens. Stephen, welcome to the broadcast. As we always say, we're speaking to the enemy. We can be cool for a couple minutes, can't we? Well, I have no trouble walking around here being cool in this area where there was such excitement yesterday with the Hall of Fame inductions and so many people that, uh, you know, called Calgary or uh, the Stampeders home. So uh, no problem. I'm kind of cool sitting in this venue here. Isn't it so appropriate that two uh, of the, the main people in the organizations are going to play together? Isn't that funny? Yeah. Uh, yeah. John Huffnagel, uh, living legend, and, and Orlando Steinhauer, likewise, going against each other tonight in uh, the Hall of Fame game for the Hall of Fame weekend. And they both got inducted last night. And uh, what a special, what a special evening. I was fortunate to be a part of it. I know you were there as well. And yeah. um, and some other familiar faces too. I mean, uh, Henry Burris played for both teams yeah. and, and certainly some other connections on both sides. But uh, tell us about the excitement around, what, what the excitement is for the, on the Calgary side with well, the Hall of Fame. Yeah, well, a lot of it because seven players and or executives are going in. And uh, actually the uh, U Sports player, Greg Vavra, actually played for the Stampeders, although he's going in as a member of the University of Calgary. He switched dressing rooms way back when. He was the Dinos quarterback one year and then he's the Stamps the next, so that's uh, quite an achievement. No, many people, and Doug Mitchell, who's well familiar here, not only as a player, but we all know the family ties here, so it was really exciting. Uh, you know, a day like that never is a long time. Will probably never happen again, though, because first of all, you got to have two classes to induct at the same time, but also the number of people that went in. It, it was tremendous. you got two Hall of Fame coaches now. Dave Dickinson's already in the Hall of Fame. Now Orlando Steinhauer is, so it's tremendous. What is it about the Stampeders organization that one is a winner, and it's a, a destination, very much here like Hamilton. People, players want to play here. Coaches want to coach, uh, coach there as well, too. What is it about the organization that's so special? Well, specifically to the on-field part of it, these, these are the two things I always come up with, is I don't think anybody outworks them on the Canadian draft. Okay, maybe there's people that work just as hard. I don't want to diminish anybody, but nobody outworks them. So they find a lot of late round or undrafted guys that others don't. Like Rennie Perret is the kicker here. He's undrafted. You know, he was, and he's uh, done all that. And there's many other players that are undrafted. John Huffnagel is in the Hall of Fame for a reason. I call it he has the ability to see around the corner. He has a move planned before the other move happens, and he's been consistently right on a lot of things. So that's it. As a destination, uh, it's an extremely well-run franchise. Uh, not that others aren't, but, uh, you know, they feel it's a really uh, sound franchise in a great city, and it's a winning combination. Dwayne Ford had a great line last night after John's uh, speech that he was a fullback for the Stamps when, when John was the offensive coordinator, and, and they... Uh, he decided to go with the five receiver set, and he was one of the first, possibly Casual the first one to do the five receiver yeah. set, and which is what we know as the regular today, the norm. Yeah. Uh, even when I started in 2006, uh, there were still considered two running backs as starters and four receivers, and uh, that's obviously changed a lot, and certainly in, in both here and down south. So uh, certainly a game changer. Well, Wally Buono will tell you uh, that he believes John Huffnagel, you know, because they had such success together, that he kind of revolutionized the game for the exact reason you said. He'd, uh, and they implemented that uh, five-receiver set because in uh, when they both first started in Calgary in 1990, they weren't sold on their offensive line, so they had to get the ball away quickly but needed more targets to target. So that's what they say. But uh, it, anyway, it, it certainly is the norm now. You're right about that. Let's talk a little bit about the ball game, and uh, let's talk about the first week one win. Tight one yep. at home against Montreal. Let me throw this to you, and this could be a challenging question. 
Bo Levi Mitchell, two-time MOP quarterback. First of all, how is his ankle? And two, we saw some signs of maybe playing with injury. Some say deterioration. He's getting up there in age. He's played a long time. Mm -hmm. You do have a good backup quarterback in Jake Mayer that's proven himself. So is there a little quarterback competition going on there? few things there. First, he's, he's in good health. Uh, the, the bonus is the Stampeders had the long week. They were the first team to play last week, so that works in their favor. Number two, is he exactly where he was in 2016? Probably not, uh, you know, just because of what you said, long time. But I would say this, if there, Jake Mayer is a very good quarterback, and he will start in this league someday, somewhere. Uh, we'll have to wait for that. But if there was a, any kind of big deterioration, a game-altering deterioration in Bo Levi Mitchell's game. They got three guys in that room that would pick it up way before any of us did. We had John Huffnagel, Dave Dickinson, and the offensive coordinator, uh, our quarterback coach Mark Mueller, whose granddad coached here for many years. So I would say that Bo is in very good hands, and uh, you know, but he's, but he's got to play better. He's not. Uh, is it a lifetime guarantee? I could say that. And in fact, last year here. Uh, he was yanked. Remember, he didn't finish That's the game. Right. Cause, That's right. You know, and the, that was sort of the low point for the Stampeders last year. So I, 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 remember, I remember Dave saying he's got to play better. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's not a lifetime guarantee. Right. But he gets a long, long leash. And so long-winded answer, there's not a quarterback controversy today. Fair enough. We got two of uh, two two teams that I think pride themselves on their defense. And uh, especially, uh, you know, looking at these linebacker cores, both tops in the league, you got to say, uh, you know, big fan of Jameer Thurman. How good has he been in his growth in Calgary over the past few seasons? Well, tremendous. He's a guy that really fit right in, and uh, he just loves it there, and they love him. I know there was a lot of uh, angst out there about Darnell Sankey, who was the lead tackling leader last year, getting away. There's a bunch of reasons, and a lot of financial, of course, but one of the other reasons is they knew Jameer, who played on the outside last year, could move into the middle, and he's done uh, so very effectively right now. He's tremendous. Uh, Judge uh, came over from Toronto. Toronto. That was their big off-season move. They, Toronto wasn't going to sign him. Calgary wasn't going to be able to sign Royce Mechie, so they just flipped them. Uh, as for the rest of the secondary, though, there are a lot of guys there today who are either playing their first game or their first game at that position. They've been really hard hit with injuries in the secondary, so that could be a deciding factor. Well, Jermaine Thurman uh, certainly was the biggest playmaker in the game last year here at Tim Hortons Field. I can remember uh, just being really... Really uh, surprised, or not surprised, but just impressed with how he was playing. And uh, another familiar face to the CFL, uh, one of the best in the past decade, Trey Robertson. He's back with the Stamps. Um, has he looked like his old self? How, how has practice been for him and, uh, and his play so far this season? Really good. He uh, did a lot of work in the offseason. There's a little different body type and size to be a CFL corner versus an NFL corner. So he had to readjust his body a little bit, and uh, he did that. But he's fine. I mean, you know, the Stampeders began the 2022 offseason basically at the end of 21 when he came back. Roberson and uh, Reggie Begleton as well. So those two guys played the last couple of games. So they've uh, really uh, stood out. But uh, Roberson's really good. How many guys are going to test him there? I don't know, but he's a, he's a tremendous player for sure. Taking a little heat off the quarterback, and we've been talking some offense, defense here on the Ticats Audio Network here with, you know what, I should say this as well too, the class of 1983. Who's the class of 83? Would he not be the class of 83, the Hall of Fame? Lots of guys went in at 83. 83? You're leading me on to something okay, here. I'll, I'll, I'll drop it. I'm going to do some more research here. But Class of 83. 
Let's see, let me just check something. I'll Can I go outside and check the bus out there? I, I'm going to figure that out. Let me check the bus out there. But I'll, I'll, I'll hit you up with something a little bit later there. But let's talk about that offense there. When we talk about Bo Levi Mitchell, let's talk about the running game as well, too. Kadeem Carey. I mean, he is as reliable as it gets out there when in terms of uh, getting that ball, big downhill runner. You bet he is. He's a Mack truck. He's a bulldozer there. He's very, very effective. And, uh, you know, he had 800-and-something yards, uh, just under 1,000 last year. So uh, with a full season this year, I see no reason why he couldn't have a 1,000-yard season. Uh, great, upbeat persona, tremendous guy in the dressing room. So I'm with you. He's going to be a real factor for the Calgary Stampeders. Mark, in your opinion, what do you th what do you think is the matchup or matchups that will really uh, end up deciding this game? The tie Cat receivers have some good ones for sure against the wildly inexperienced and out-of-position Calgary Stampeders secondary. As I say, you look on the list, they've got multiple players that are on the sidelines. I think it's six that are either from the defensive backfield only, uh, either on the one or the uh, six-game injury list. In fact, we were here yesterday uh, kidding uh, – at the uh, Hall of Fame reception and uh, uh, you know I said to Fred Childress who is now about 55 years old and <laughs> about 330 pounds said Fred if you want to play and you can get back into being a DB, I think there's a uniform for it. He said, yeah, I don't know. So, but that's, that's, how, that's, that's where they are. So that'll be the, the key to me. I mean, Hamill does have some very good receivers. Uh, you know, Addison's very good, and uh, I certainly like White. He had a big game. That's P. White. Uh, had a big game last year against the Stampeders. So that, to me, will be the deciding matchup. Can Calgary handle an experienced quarterback like Dean Evans? Can Calgary handle their receivers? Because, as I say, the secondary and linebacking core has been really turned on its ear. Well, the, t the Hamilton passing game will sure look to improve on last week's performance, and uh, but there could be some factors that don't help with the with the, the weather here. It's pretty windy out there. Uh, yeah. Last night was was crazy, and uh, so we'll see how it is when come kickoff in a few minutes here. But um, should be a good one. Well, your kicking game. I think I I would not want to be a kicker on a day like today. And uh, the one thing about this stadium. We have some stadiums around the league where it swirls, but it's just going to blow from yep. one side to the next here at Tim Hortons Field. Rennie Parody, though, a yep. trustworthy individual. No question. And he won the game last week. I mean, he's done that for many, many years. Uh, so the coin flip might be the biggest part of this game, the way it goes. And, you know, he might be kicking from his own 20 to kick a game-winning field goal today, or maybe Hamilton will do the same thing. That's the win. But he's been a tremendous. He's been very, very reliable. And uh, let's wait and see what happens uh, here today. So let me just uh, correct myself, and I think, uh, I think I'm going to be a man and correct myself. When I say, the, I said the class of 1983, I'm, I don't know where my head was. The class of 2013 may be yourself. Oh, yeah, okay. Oh, oh, yeah? <laughs> well, it's, it's, it, there were some other people that went in, but, yes, I was very proud to go into the Hall of Fame. I was, uh, and, and you know what? As we close up there, tell me just what that, the honor that is all about. Well, it's very exciting because, uh, first of all, uh, I grew up as a Stampeder fan wanting to do something. I thought the uh, biggest calling knowing to man as a nine-year-old was to listen to the games on the radio, and here I am all those years later doing them. So uh, just very exciting, and it was a great honor. We're actually inducted in Regina, so uh, I really enjoyed it. Well, and still enjoy it. Well, we've been speaking with the enemy and so much more to come here on the Tiger Cats Audio Network. Mark, thanks so much for joining us. Thank you, guys, very much. Thanks for the invite.